Hello and good evening. Um, after a short break, I hope you missed us. We missed you. Um, we we managed to get together again, even though we are on various holidays and everything else. Um, as usual, uh, we uh, we are on our fireside chat number forty-four. We pick a topic just a few hours before, and um, and then elaborate a bit, and then then just provide our own opinions. So. Today's topic is, do we really need a mentor? This is an interesting one, actually. The thought triggered uh, when I saw an Instagram video and someone said, we don't need mentors, the internet is your mentor, right? And I thought that was quite a polarizing statement, but an interesting one indeed, because mentorship is a very important topic for us individually, for all our careers, but also for us as a company whose, whose business it is to provide talent to our uh, clients to to help them get 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 their job done so so this is a big big topic internally for us as well and very relevant so we thought we'll talk about it right so before we start this this show is for you uh, so we we really appreciate your participation uh, if you like just uh, please like the thing it uh, in, encourages us uh, subscribe so you know when we are going to be talking next and provide us with topic and feedback and join our live sessions uh, we do let people know a few hours in advance normally it's on a tuesday evening so 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 do join us when you can right so without further ado let's uh, let's open start with an opening question what is a mentor Who's going to answer? Jose. Jose is going to answer. He was dying to answer this question before. <laughs> well, I guess that's, that's a, a bit of a tricky question because what you would normally think of is someone who you establish a relationship with and uh, in order to help you uh, get, let's say, advice or to help you in your career or professional development at least that's how i would see more of a formal uh definition but <clears throat> it is not necessarily the way that i see it because uh there are many things in that right like you uh, there could be that you actively go and seek for someone to to help you with that and you you have a clear need or something that you need advice on or something like that and and you go out and do it and establish a formal relationship. Uh, but I think you can be mentored, so to speak, or you can, let's let's say, learn from other people and their careers and so on without necessarily having that explicit relationship or that relationship mentor-mentee, so to speak. So for me, to be wider than that, I would generalize more and be like, people that you can learn from in order for you to improve your career and, and develop your career, whether that is a formal relationship or that person is even aware of it is a different story. But the more formal aspect would be, yes, you have this relationship and, you know, it's usually someone with more experience or who's already gone through, let's say, this, the stages where you, uh, that you're going through at the moment. Yeah, I, I never had a formal mentor, right? So I had career managers or line managers and stuff like that, but they were not a formal mentor. So, of course, the, you might go into the, 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 the proper definition, dictionary definition of mentor, but I, I, the, I, I'm more on your side, Jose, as well. So I, if you ask me what I consider as a mentor, is it's not just someone that I can learn from because we can learn from many people, right? So you can learn from loads of people. But for me, like to, there is a stage that goes beyond than just learning from someone to, to actually say like, I consider this person a mentor. Uh, and I think that is when you, you, you develop a slightly different relationship with that person. Uh, I, I don't like the idea uh, before I, I misunderstood, I'll try to clarify that. I don't like the cult of celebrities. This is not what I'm talking about. Not that, that you admire someone and you want to know which dresses they are using in the red carpet, right? So, or who they are married to. I'm not talking about that. But, but there are some people that sometimes they build a body of knowledge or they become such an expert in a certain, in a certain area 
that you really feel like, you know, I really want to follow this person. I want to understand how this person thinks. It's not only triggered by an immediate need for a specific learning. It's more than, I like how this person conducts her professional life uh, or, or the, the, the depth of knowledge that this person has in that field. And, and, and I want you to follow that, the work of that person, not only the immediate need, but the full body of knowledge. And that's for me is when it transcends the just learning from someone then to go in a bit deeper in how that person thinks and behave more on the professional aspect. That, that's what I'm saying. And that's because then there is a, a, an intimate relationship because you professionally, you, you at least in certain aspects, you, you want to shape your professional side more towards how that person shaped her professional side. That, 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 that's for me, that's a bit deeper. Yeah. I think I think this, you know, the, the mentor-mentee, uh, there the is an important thing you said as well, Sandro, is, is what, what do you want to, to actually learn or take from that mentor? If you, if you go back in history, I think a while back, it was in the book Mastery, I think, it's talking about Michael Faraday. And he sought uh, Sir Humphrey Davy as his mentor. But in the old kind of days, this, this was more like he saw the body of work that Humphrey Davy was publishing. And he knew that that was where the cutting edge of science was, of what he, the field that he had chosen, right? And he, so he sought this person out. And he actually tried very hard to get an apprenticeship with him. And he, then he ended up working in, in his lab and learning from him. Actually, in the end, he actually went beyond Humphrey Davy. And Humphrey Davy was very jealous, jealous of Michael Faraday. And there was a big tiff. But there is another kind of thing around that. Like, you know, there is a journey. At some point, that relationship stopped. But in their, their case, it was very much he wanted to learn the methods, the, the kind of the, the advanced knowledge that Humphrey Davy had through his experimentation and work that Michael Faraday wanted to be a part of and learn from. And once he had learned, he actually moved beyond it as well. So that's one kind of mentor. The, the other kind of mentor you, you often think about is some, someone who is more about attitude or approach or kind of a general mentor. You know, someone you go to more for general advice. You, you're not there because they are super knowledgeable in your area of expertise they're there because they have world experience or or some other kind of uh, way of thinking that you admire and you think that by speaking to them certain aspects will you will get clarity in your own decisions and that's a bit more general but i think mentoring can be you can choose what kind of thing that you want to be mentored in and then you can seek out the kind of people you think well they they have it uh, at least better than you or you, there is definitely a bunch of things that you can learn from them or probably a lot of things where a long-term relationship is worth cultivating because there you... is, yeah there are, there are two topics that might be interesting for us to uh, distinguish in this conversation one is uh what we consider a mentor so so for example for for us to look up or say like okay i would consider this mentor i would like to be mentored by this person and stuff the other thing is the mentoring that you just mentioned mesh that is the process of the mentorship if you like mm -hmm. and those for me are different things like uh what would i would consider a mentor and the actual mentoring process you know and and the difference with coaching as well the, because ah. i think there could be a little bit of of that in there as well, mm -hmm. well yeah, why, but... why, why don't we explore that so so because this is a, a good point for that why, why, why don't you i don't know maybe, maybe ex, expand a little bit more on that difference because that that might shed some light okay so for me it would be you've for a mentor you've already identified some sort of need that you have and you're seeking out a person that will that you can establish a relationship with in order to further or or help fulfill that need so to speak not like 
you mentioned the Faraday case. Um, you know, I want to um, learn about TDD and craftsmanship, whatever. And I find someone who, you know, knows about that, maybe establish a, a friendship, et cetera, and, and basically cultivate that relationship in order to get advice or, or whatever, right? It's, it, it also is it, something that is mutually beneficial, right? So, that, so when you create that relationship, it's not like, oh, you're sucking someone's knowledge out and then you go somewhere else and that. No, you, you really build a relationship, in many cases, friendship and so on. When you're working with a coach, I think it's a different thing. First, you may not have clear needs on what it is because you may not have clarity on what it is that you want to work on or whatever, right? Second, the person may not have necessarily have the knowledge or whatever. And what they do is more on, on the side of helping you reflect and and guide certain reflections as you're going through the, the process. And to some extent also acting as a mirror, right? Like, hey, it, it's a bit like a psychotherapist that is big now, but it's like, hey, maybe, you know, I'm calling bullshit on that because you're saying this and that, but you're really doing something else. And, you know, and I don't really, they, they, of course, they want you to succeed and all of that, but they're not necessarily invested in you succeeding, right? Like what, what they want is for you to find where you want to go and for you to take steps to do that and help you in their journey. So it's more of a, an accompaniment no, or, or a companion in, in that reflection process. Yeah, that's how I see it. The other one is more like, okay, so maybe you've already went through that and I'm looking for some advice or more along the lines. It's closer to consulting, but this is another thing. <laughs> like if you put consulting there, what are you doing? No, when you go to someone and say, hey, I have this problem. No, you could say, a mentor is sort of like a consultant, but when you when you go to a consultant, normally you go and you uh, you know you have this problem, or you don't know exactly what the problem is, and they need help you find it out. No, but then the job is okay. So the, here are the options, right? And this is what I would recommend for you based on this and this criteria. But now you know you should go through there, and then maybe I will help you execute as well. So there there's a spectrum there, and it doesn't mean that if you're a consultant you won't be mentoring people or you won't be, uh, you know, coaching people, right? The same as if you're a mentor, it doesn't mean that you won't be coaching people or sometimes you'll be consulting as well. So he, this is how, what I've seen, no, like, especially if you're providing advice. So it's a, the, the roles tend to be a bit blurred sometimes when people are actually interacting. I don't know if that makes sense to tell no, me if, well, if no, just, it, it, it does like for according well it's it was clear to me what what you said uh it's what was interesting is that I have a uh almost the opposite uh perception uh so for example when I think about a mentor I think about someone that inspires me that uh someone that I learn I, I want to learn from and I want to be close I want to be talking to more on the, the almost the opposite that you described. It's not that because I have a very specific problem and I want, for example, I want to learn TDD, so I want to find a mentor that knows TDD. No, I find a coach that knows TDD and I learn TDD and I move on because I don't have that. that. So, so there are things that, that for me, like the, the relationship with the mentor is way beyond any immediate need or anything that, that I want to learn. It is more like a, a more, a much bigger thing that I admire the, the way that the person conducts themselves in the, in that profession or how they build that body of knowledge. There is an inspiration side to it. There, there is an ins inspiration, but it, it doesn't need to be that you admire them in terms of their conduct. You, I, I think it's more about you, as long as you value what they have achieved and the things that they know and, and, and where they are, and you think that by being in their orbit and having those either learning from them or discussing with them and so on, that you can grow, but also so that that's one one kind of mentor. The other one is the, the admiration where actually you really feel that this is a person we're talking to because it's not just about the learning. It's it's a valuable experience in general for you. It's, yeah. it's a not, not even more around pleasant social kind of, you know, it's the kind of person you want to be speaking to because you feel that every time you, that when you speak to them, you will 
get a lot of value from it in many ways and not just regardless what the conversation was about almost right yes exactly yes there are there can be different reasons i think to to have a mentor you don't have to admire the person in terms of their general approach to life for them to be your mentor and and the other way you don't have to admire them for their technical or knowledge or knowledge expertise in the areas that you are seeking expertise in to be your mentor either i think this is worth uh emphasizing this point that you made mesh because like ultimately we are doing dealing with people and and that's why i was trying to be very uh emphatic when i said like i don't like the celebrity cult like even with my mom and dad there are people that i admire a lot and love to bits but they also have their flaws and i have my flaws and stuff that doesn't mean that just because i love my dad that that i would agree in everything that he says and this is true for any other person that we might consider a mentor. Like there are areas of their life, that, that, that their work that, that we, we, we like and want to be. But that doesn't mean that we agree with everything that, everything that that person in, does. In fact, in fact, you know, like Sandro, it's interesting you say that because I almost have like a, a negative reaction to celebrities often. Because whenever, like often in, in tech, in tech mm-hmm. celebrities are... Generally, I mean, there's a lot of people, you know, uh, who who have a big body of knowledge, right? But there are there is a class of people who are who are very popular, but they they are popular because of uh, opinions that rancor, you know, opinions that kind of create reaction rather than really well thought out uh ideas and uh, applications right Mm -hmm. and often i've i mean at at least towards the last part of my career you you find way more of the the former than the latter yeah right and and i think i i i would completely agree with you that i often see that people who are you know kind of really uh have a great big following often tend to be saying what what more because of the reaction or the the kind of propagating their own celebrity cult rather than some real well thought out information mm-hmm. because often when something is very well thought out and nuanced and so on it's a bit boring yeah, yeah. we may be straying a little bit from the topic here eh? I have to say because if we if we're going down that route can you only be mentor or be inspired by people who are celebrities and so on. You know what I mean? Like it's not really like it is part of the equation. And some people, you know, tend to uh, uh, put others in a pedestal, no, and kind of like oh, whatever they say is, you know, goes to mass, no. Mm-hmm. Uh, no, no. I, I think I think I can shed I, I, I can shed some light. No, because like like I I I'm happy to move away from the the well-known names in the industry. But but for example, as I said at the beginning, I never had a formal mentor. I, I don't even know if a formal mentorship program would be the right thing for me. For example, if I went to a company and they say, hey, I want a mentor. Yeah, everyone wants a mentor. Everyone wants to learn from someone. But I always felt that very selfish uh, feeling like, oh, yeah, I want to so- learn to someone and the company needs to provide a mentor for me. It never worked like that for me. Even if the company had to arrange that for me, it would never work. Because for me, that, that relationship, I had to choose that mentor. But most importantly, that person had to choose me as well. So, for and that's why the informal relationships always worked better for me. I'm purely talking about from my experience. I'm not criticizing any any kind of initiatives that uh, even we have internally or other companies have. I'm just talking from a personal perspective. So, I worked uh, uh, like uh, I, there are two people, uh, probably two people that I consider that were really important, like that I learned a lot from, and I wanted to get closer to them. And they were not celebrities. They don't have a public profile. And one of them I wrote in the book and stuff. So those people don't even know that they were my mentors. But I established a very close relationship because they were my managers. right? I wanted to work with them. I, I, I made changes. I made movements in the company so that I could be transferred to their teams. I went to introduce myself. I studied what they were trying to do. And I made 
everything that I could to be closer to them and be part of that team. And the act of working with them continuously and having those informal conversations and work conversations and informal conversations is what created that that uh, relationship for me, from my perspective. Right. I so mm-hmm. that that is the Michael Faraday's case, like that. That's the that kind of mentor. Where mm-hmm. and you know you make a very good point there, Sandro, because I think that just having a mentor imposed on you, a random person who like you know you join a company and a random person is then your mentor. This is not how mentorship works, right? Even like you know that that case, there is there is this. I uh, you you have to find you have to find your own mentor in you know for however long that needs to be if that's the kind of route that you want to take right and 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 that needs to be as you said it needs to be well thought out it needs to be about what you want to achieve and 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 what what how you think this will help you but then also it's about then creating that relationship and and this is a part of the mentor choosing you that they but see something yeah. in you. That That's what I was going to say that it they it it works both ways as well. Yeah, it's, exactly. it's not just about you. It needs to be something this, that this is precisely what I was saying because one thing that I always had and I mentioned in previous episodes uh, that that we discussed, uh, like for example, when you want to be part of a circle or you want to be closer to certain people. One thing that I always had in my mind is like, but why would they want to be closer to me? Why would they want me in that table? So what do I offer to them? I don't want just to say, hey, you need to teach me because I have a need. Yeah, great. But like they have other things to do with their lives. So so, so I, I wanted to make sure that it would be worthwhile their time, that they could get something out of it as well. And that's why it's important that those conversations should be pleasant for them as well, right? So, and I always was very, very keen. So the onus for me was always more on on me to learn than someone to teach me. See, see what I'm saying? Yeah. It's creating that environment we are open to grow together. You know, and, you know, the in, interesting thing about that environment is is I know you just mentioned the conversation as well, but I think that closeness to the mentor matters. Right. So if you, especially if you want to learn a set of expertise or, or a body of knowledge, you want to be mentored in, in those kind of things, because it's not that they are, you being within their orbit, within what they are doing, being part of what they're doing helps you get better. So it's kind of that whole idea of the kind of the apprenticeship as well, right? It's that, you know, you, you're within their orbit, as you said, you know, you, you, sort out this person to be your manager so that you can work closely with them and by observing and being part of their work you are learning and you kind of absorbing the things that make them a success and the knowledge that they have is kind of coming to you as almost like osmosis right and mm-hmm. i think this proximity really matters especially because if you if you if you are learning something that is a kind of a technical or a deep expertise. Mm-hmm. You can't do that and with with kind of occasional conversations because like we ourselves in the companies had this mentorship program and the, the cases where mentors were in different projects and mentees were in other projects, I think in most cases it didn't really work because the conversation doesn't carry that observation part, that constant, you know, uh, kind of osmosis and absorption of, of knowledge and behaviors. So this takes us to to another point, I guess, which is what is it that a mentor does, no? Or what makes a good mentor, no? <laughs> and because you mentioned, no, there's this feedback or observation or kind of like this that, that you get by the proximity, no, and and by being involved in things that they are doing and so on, um, can you think of of other things? Let's say that you would say a, a good mentor um, would do. Well, I can't because I'm not a good mentor. <laughs> so, so this is a, a very this is this is the thing about the formal and informal mentorship. Because in our company, we had uh, throughout the years many attempts to create 
the mentor-mentee. And we did that in different ways, in different formats and, and stuff. Every time that I was assigned as a formal mentor to someone, I failed as a mentor because I didn't have that connection, you know, like, and, and we were not together. We didn't have that connection and, and I could not relate. And for me, it was just work. So once you are assigned it, so, cause I was, I've been in both sides, right? I, I've been, I like to think that I had some people that inspired in my career and I consider them mentors, um, even if they don't feel this way, but I also been on the position where I was the mentor. And every time that I was the mentor and that was formally done, I, I failed. I failed all the mentees that I had because I, if I didn't have that connection, for me, it became just work. It's just another hour that I need to spend with someone because that's part of my job, but not because I wanted to be there. And, and this only changed, but I had uh, people that I mentored at Codurans that I chose to. And unfortunately, one just left Codurans after five years, but I chose to be. So because we've been working for many, many years side by side, and I wanted to see that person to grow. And so I chose to be the mentor, and I knew that the person would benefit from that relationship. So it was almost a mutual agreement. But, but I had pleasure in going to those discussions. I had pleasure in helping and sharing my knowledge. See, see what I'm saying? But, but once that becomes a job, and so you need to turn up to a meeting, and now that's your mentee, and you need to say, hey, what are you doing? So how can I help you today? That doesn't work. See, see, see what I'm saying? I, I'll tell you what for me is I haven't had a lot of uh, formal, <laughs> formal mentor-mentee kind of relationships, I would say. Um, the ones where I am, where, where what you're describing doesn't happen to me at all is where I see that people do want to get better and, and do care about this thing. Because one thing is, oh, lip service. No, it's like, oh, well, Mash, would you be my mentor? And, you know, can I help me grow and all that? No, but then I pass on the responsibility to Mash to help me grow, sort of. No, it's like, well, what should I do next? No, like, what is the, tell me, Mash, what is it that, no, versus someone who is driven, who who wants to get things that they may not have a very clear picture. They may neither may you know, but they are invested in it and they are willing to put the effort themselves. And then if you can support that, that's great. Yeah. And that I really appreciate a lot because even if I don't, you know, I will make the time because mm -hmm. if you are putting in the time, I will, I will put in the time as well. And I feel like that's a that's an important uh, mm -hmm. factor for me. Because like, if you don't care, why should I care? Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah, exactly, mean, because I had exactly this point. This is what I was saying like earlier on in the conversation that the owners needs to be on the mentee, right? Because this is exactly what you said, Jose. Like, uh, if you are like, for example, put in a position where you need to be the mentor of someone, there's absolutely nothing more frustrating than. You, you jump on a call because now you need to have a call with your mentee and the mentee is not prepared. They don't have anything to ask you. So, so they are, they are not doing so and say, look, mate, like I'm here to provide, to share with you something that might be valuable to you. But like, if you don't value my time, if you don't even, cannot even organize our, our cannot even structure our conversations. Right. So if you don't have a plan of what you want to do, to, 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 to do it's not up to me to 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 drive your career right so for example uh, uh get I, you have a comment on on the channel a mentor is a person that guides you in a certain direction to the point of rendering themselves obsolete but stays part of who you are afterwards i like parts of the things that you mentioned but like i don't think that the mentor has any obligation the mentor is there to to help someone when they need help the mentor doesn't need to do anything. They, they, do, they should not guide anything. They are there to say, look, when someone comes to me and you are my mentee, I know that you have a plan. I might do that because I like you as a mentee, as I chose to help. Then I might be have extra interest to, to, to do more things. But ultimately, 
It's the mentality should drive the whole process and say, look, this is what I'm trying to achieve with my career. This is what I would like to learn. I'm not quite sure where I go from here. I need some advice in here. And, and, and the mentor is helping almost on demand. But, but the mentor should not be thinking, oh, how am I going to help this person next week when I meet them? I, you know, thinking about this, Andrew, I, I, I personally don't think that, the, you know, like uh, the, this goes back to proximity. I think you're talking about like your latest mentorship that you, you, you felt was very rewarding and you had a very close proximity, mm -hmm. right? You were a manager on that project, you know, engagement manager, and you were, you're, you're, you're on the client relationship and you were even helping to create the direction for the, for the project. You have, you have a, a friendship relationship on top of all of that, right? Yeah, yeah. no, of course. But the, so, but you are constantly, you, you are working and they are involved in your work, mm -hmm. right? And I think this is where mentorship works, right? So my first ever mentee that I had was like a very junior person just left like a Makers Academy. And I mentored them for, for, for a few months. It didn't work up to the point where we actually started working on the same project and it was just him and I, yeah? And then suddenly it created this, I, I don't know whether, how much they learned from it to be honest, but what it did was created this rich environment where I could show them how I approach the things that they were trying to learn, right? But and and get them to do because I needed them to do that because they were part of my team, right? So, so this relationship I felt worked very closely. After that, I had two other mentors. One was quite keen, but again, I had a lot of distance. And the mentees, other mentees, you mean? One mentees, and the other one I had just complete distance. Like in in certain case, it was basically you know job, right? It's like you know come in. And they themselves didn't have a lot of one very keen a lot of questions, and it was kind of would fizzle out. But I think this is this is the key point here: is that a mentee for it to be like for, to transfer expertise. If that's what you're asking your mentor to do, then they have to be part of you have to be part of their work. And if you're not part of their work, then then this advice and it's all those kind of things, then yes, I mean, you can call that a mentor as well. You know, you can call anything a ment ment mentorship. But if we are really talking about transference of, of expertise and knowledge and not making the mistakes that they made and, uh, you know, and to accelerate your own development, if that's what you are looking for in a mentor in, in the technical arena, then I feel that you have to have that proximity to their job. Right. So as a mentee, you have to be in their orbit. You have to be working with them and for them. Okay. Okay. So uh, do you need a mentor in order to move forward in your career? Will you say I, I, especially I, I so, so, so this is another thing, right? So I, I keep, I keep seeing people saying, oh, I need a mentor. I need a mentor. I need a mentor. Uh, came across and said, I don't, uh, the, I, I never thought exactly like that. So I never thought first, I never felt stuck or blocked because I need a mentor. So like, you know what, my main priority right now is to find a mentor. I never had that need. However, of course that, uh, I always keep my eyes open. I, I keep working with people and reading things. And every now and again, I bump into people and say, wow, this person is very insightful or I like this body of work and, and I would like to get closer. I would like to, to know more. I have uh, doubts in this area or, or stuff. Maybe it would be good to have that kind of relationship so we can talk about those things. So it was more like from this side in terms of Almost like a, not not opportunistic, but but I didn't find it was a block. So like I really need a mentor, and that's the goal that I need. Otherwise, I'm blocked. I never felt blocked by anything. You know, right? for for the, this is the thing. Like the minute that you that you have that kind of oh, what I need is a mentor. Then you're kind of placing the responsibility for your development outside of yourself. No, so you're kind someone of really exactly. exactly. It's like somebody else needs to come and tell me how I should be doing this or how I should continue moving my career forward. And I think that's the, the issue there. So I think, so, so from my perspective, to answer my own uh, question, I think um, you don't, you don't need it. 
uh, you can progress quite well. In fact, at some point, you won't find people that would easily help you advance your career because at some point, the kind of problems that you're solving are not problems that a lot of people have found before or that are not, you know, it's, it, it becomes that kind of, you know, you, the, the uh, apprentice has become the master kind of thing, right? Like it's, you're no longer in a space where it, you, you get a lot from having conversations with people in similar contexts and you, you get all, and you learn from them, but it's not that clear cut uh, anymore, right? Like this person is, you know, a senpai, no, a bounce in life. No, it's like the, that's no longer the, the relationship there, right? Um, but it will help you, the, the, like, especially at the beginning no. of your career, it mm -hmm. will help accelerate uh, uh, a lot of things and you will be building relationships that may last, you know, your whole life, basically, because that's, that's also no, no the, doubt about it. I think that like the, the, I think that we need to be, this is a thing that, uh, like, again, those of you who know, know my story from where I come from to where I am, I think that there are certain things that I, I could have done better, but there are certain things that I've done very well. I was very careful in choosing the, the circles that I wanted to belong. I was very careful in choosing who I would be hanging, hanging around with, right? So uh, hanging up with, right? So, so I was very, and it's, yeah, hanging up. So, so hanging out. So, so for example, I always say, like, you know what, like there is this group of people that really talk about interesting things that I would like to learn more and stuff. So how can I contribute to that group? So how can I belong in there? So, so I, I never like, uh, yeah, I think that like choosing the right circle of friendships and, and not friendships, but like professional circles is very important. Right. So you speed up your, your things. And it's quite often like you need advice. You want you to be surrounded by people that you can bounce ideas but but again as i always say those people need to feel the same way towards you mm -hmm. you cannot just be a drag to the group because otherwise you'll never belong to that group you know See you know both of, both of you said exactly the two things that i want to i wanted to say one is the the that it's not necessary to have a mentor but it helps at different levels it's not just especially at the beginning i think depending on where you are and what you're trying to learn it can help it, it will help for someone who never had a mentor and at the start of before we started i was saying that i can't pinpoint i find it very difficult to say who was my mentor because i don't think no individual was my mentor and i never sought one out to be honest maybe i just didn't have the mental maturity when i was younger to to seek a mentor um i probably would have if if I could take my mind back a few years, but uh, the uh, the other thing is, I think I got lucky, uh, maybe lucky and partly attitude, is that I got into good teams. I was I was surrounded from from a very start of my career to be in good team, uh, and so I learned from the teams, and I learned from the challenges that they faced and helping together trying to to overcome those challenges. I learned from and the attitude part was that I was I was always very open I wanted to do things that I didn't just want to do my coding I was always looking at other things to do and so I was exposed to a lot more opportunities I think and that also helped me grow in my career but again in team context from other people who showed me this task this thing this way and so on. So I can never pinpoint who taught me what. Of course, people, lots of people taught me many things. And I think it's a, it's a combination of the teams that I, I was in, the challenges of the, of the, I was facing, and the open attitude that I had. And those things were my mentors. But I never actually had a mentor. This this so, brings up the, the question of, you know, you can have more than one mentor. Because I think in, in this case, I, I don't want to put words in your mouth now, but it seems like, you know, I learned from the team is I have more than one mentor, <laughs> so to speak, even though the relationship may not have been explicit, but I have one more than one person that I could learn from, that I had developed a relationship, et cetera, right? So so that's the, the way that I interpret that a little bit. No, it's like, it's, you know, I learned from everyone. And this is another thing that we were, the, you know, I mentioned before, right, uh, which is, 
for me, it goes beyond because you don't necessarily need to have a, that former relationship. You can learn from anyone. Yeah. And I feel like that's part of the, that's part of the deal. If you're doing it as a mentee, so to speak, if you're doing it right, it doesn't necessarily need to be explicit. Hey, I'm going to teach you this or no, by seeing how you act or, or what the things you do or et cetera, you can already be learning a lot from that person independently of, you know, whether they meant to teach you that, which takes me to the other point, which is you learn a lot from people that you uh, would want to emulate their behavior as well as from people that you would like to completely avoid their behavior because this is, this is another thing. Like there are many people who taught me not to do, exactly, not to do, right? I don't want to be that. So let's, let's work on not being it. Um, and, and I, and, and that's also part of it, right? Like you may be mentoring people, even if you don't think that you are, no, uh, to some extent. It's, so. it's the, the whole the whole osmosis thing. I, I, actually, uh, Samuel has a very thing, a very good point. There is that uh, you know it depends a lot on what you're after. You definitely don't need somebody to teach you a specific tool, but you could benefit from being close to people who teach you valuable principles. Now, this actually reminds me of the uh, uh, the definition that Ken Beck has in XP explained about what principles are. And he, I think he gives an example of, you know, if you, if you, like, he gives an example of a, of a gardener. He says, you know, I can plant a, a, a seed or a plant and hope that it works, and kind of have the basic ideas, you know, you water it, and you know, it it likes sun or not so much sun, and so on. But then, you know, if you then sit and and work with the gardener, with a really well experienced gardener, they can, they then start telling you many other things about like you know there is this you know this part of the uh, the the garden it there's a building there's a shed there there's this kind of plant that would companion with this kind of plant that will then make it grow in this there's a lot of kind of situational and tacit knowledge that they while they're doing it they explain and those can be then uh brought out as principles and i think it's a very good point you know that helping teach you certain principles around the idea but again it goes back to proximity you know that while they are working there they're they're teaching you certain things because it's relevant at that point they won't think of teaching you that normally it's just because it just happens to be relevant at that time they're doing it and they're verbalizing it to you and this this it has a lot of value so is is there a mentoring process like can you think of you know if you wanted to mentor someone like how would you go about it or you know what guidelines to to follow with this the, the, there are uh i'm just thinking about some of the things that i've been involved recently uh i had that person that uh, i just mentioned but i have another one that i also offered to mentor inside coherence and and I think that there are uh, the, the process for me, when you establish a personal relationship, it becomes much easier and natural because it becomes more of a conversation. You don't need to think much about the mentoring process. See what I'm saying? You don't need to structure anything. Yeah. It, it, like imagine the three of us now. We've been having these chats and, and even before we decided to start recording, we, we were already having those chats. We always had those chats since we met, right? So we can even argue like how much we learn from each other and, and, and if this co could be considered a mentorship. We're, we're mentoring each other. Right. Yeah. Well, why not, right? Yeah, so because, not. because we put yeah. ourselves in, in a group where we are constantly challenging ourselves and questioning ourselves and, and having those kind of debates, right? So, and we are very different as well from each other. So, so this helps us learning different things. Um, so, so when you establish that degree of relationship, the mentorship becomes more informal, like a conversation and stuff. And you have the, the space to be also more uh, precise. You can talk very general 
involve general things, or it can be very precise, like how would you do this very specific thing in this context? You have that relationship to calibrate the conversations from very specific. How would you test drive this thing in this context to what do you think about test-driven development? Or how do you think, what are the best practices out there? See what I mean? So you can calibrate that conversation because you have that uh, relationship that you can talk about anything. Um, when you don't have that, and this is the, we don't have that degree yet, I believe that the mentoring process need, the mentee needs to structure that a little bit better. The mentee needs to be a little bit more precise in what they would like to, to learn from me, what kind of advice they would like. And, and when we have those discussions, the mentee is the one that is saying, hey, those are the doubts that I have. So when I'm doing my job, I come across this kind of scenario. And um, so I'm planning to do this or that. So what do you think about that? How would you react to this? And Or in our next session, there are multiple things that I would like to discuss with you. What if he talked about that? So, so, so I think that this would be a valuable, this is what we are trying to do in one of the other mentorship relationship that I have now is, is exactly that. It's trying to achieve that balance is make sure that when we go to our meetings, we have something to discuss. Not always that happens uh, because we are not in the same project. So there is no proximity. So there's more work. I think that, uh, Gerai was saying that as well. When you don't, where when you are not working closely, when you are part of this, not part of the same team, there is more work that needs to be done to structure that mentorship thing. So those sessions are valuable. Yeah, but, it, but it's all about communication. Like frequent communication is is quite important. Like there is frequency I mean, of communication, you... but there is also a communication done in a way that is not just a bunch of questions and answers. So there is an effort that both sides need to make to establish a personal relationship as well. So even the mentor has a part to play. For example, in my last session with this person, this person was saying, uh, hey, I would like to have this kind of progression in my career. And for example, from my side, I could have said, sure, I, if I was in your place, I would do this, this and that. Right. So in order to achieve that. But then I, I, I played the, almost the role of a psychologist and say, like, are you sure that is that what you really want? And I start really asking lots of questions and why and why would you want that and put different scenarios to really help the person to think about what she really wants, wanted. And so, but, but in, in, as you conduct conversations like that, you are not only trying to solve a problem, you are also establishing a much deeper connection to that person as well. See what I'm saying? It's not just a transactional. How do I do this? Do this. So you see what I'm saying? You are striving to, to achieve that. I think if, if, if you're a good mentor, uh, one rule that I would say it's, you know, to be, to be, to guide that relationship is not to tell people to do this. <laughs> Cause I, to, to be honest, what as uh, the best you can do is I would do this. Yeah. Or in my experience, this is how, you know, this is what has worked or something like that. Cause do this seems a bit, I mean, you're going to, oh, like, you know what I mean? Like it's to, to be but fair, like even even the style, isn't it? That's just, just related to style. Whether you, yeah. you speak in an active voice or in a, in a more indirect voice, you know, that's, that's more related. Yeah, what I was even trying to say is that I would not even try to say what it should be done. It's almost like trying to ask, the, almost like work as a psychologist and really trying as to a inspect. coach, you, you've been coaching people no, no, so, <laughs> and so not telling example. anyone. <laughs> no, no, well, so, We've so, discovered so, a new site. Huh. <laughs> of course, there are certain things that I can be very precise with the answer. If the person said, like, if you prefer this kind of style or that other style in some, some software design or, or TDG, I can be very more precise with my answers. And, and But, but when, when, when the relationship is more on career advice and progression and stuff, there's nothing that I can say in my experience this would be the best place because, like, the way that I... My personality and the context that I live is different from the personality and the context that that person lives. So the, 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 the role of a mentor in that case is be able to 
help that person to find their own way, share experiences, but, but in terms of get, giving more information, but it's still let that person to, to, to choose their path, you know, instead of saying, just do this, or, or regardless of how you say that, very actively or, or, mm-hmm. or more mm-hmm. passive. You, there, there's another aspect of, of mentorship, which uh, I think we haven't mentioned yet, which is opening doors. And this is something that I, I think we haven't mentioned it, but it, it does happen and it does, uh, you know, have a, an impact, no? Um, this so is a very interesting get, one. Okay. Get, getting you access to or, uh, yeah, the, the, there is that aspect as well. Yeah. This and, for me, no, sorry, finish the... No, the no, no, no. I, I think it's it's just that that part of once you establish that relationship, uh, that person's influence also benefits you to some extent. Mm-hmm. Uh, either they can speak well of you, they can, you know, get you in touch with other people. And, you know, when you, when you look at a context of like a startup or something like that, where you, you know, you have people to mentor or to advise or whatever, that part of that is being able to get you in touch get you in the right room, no, with the right people kind of thing, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, what do you guys think about that? Right, I'll tell you, I don't know, Mesh, if you want to go first, because I probably no, will go for, for a while. So mm-hmm. so this one for me is very complicated because these needs, let's say that I'm in the mentor position here, right? So in order for me to use my influence to recommend someone, that goes way, way beyond. You need to have a relationship that is in such a state that I trust that person now to perform at a certain level because I'll be using my own reputation with my own network to recommend someone to do a job or to, to be involved in certain activities. So in order for me to reach that level, that person cannot have a relationship with me that every meeting that we have, they are just asking me questions. So, oh, I don't know how to do, how we would do that. Because while I feel that they are too inferior, too junior and stuff, they will never be ready for me to recommend them. But at the point where they start doing the walking, I feel that they are really doing a lot of amazing work. And my job as a mentor is more like bouncing ideas, almost like a peer. That's when you cross that line. Then you say, look, you know what? I would recommend that because this person is probably even a better professional than I am in certain aspects. It's just what I'm saying. So I would would go further than that. I would would not recommend somebody unless I have worked with them. Because even in in meetings, they can present in front and even they can be quite, quite engaging and you can learn dialogically a lot but in practical there might be something else in fact you know often i get like from our internal recruitment (laughs) team they they would they'd ask oh this person you know they've applied you you you've been in the same company and so on and i never i like there's a few there's been a few people who i've not worked with but i have known of and i would said said to them like I know of them, but I haven't worked. I cannot recommend or not recommend. You know, I know of them, but that's it. But if I have worked with them, then of course I would be in much more confidence to say that I recommend this person. But there is, if, there is if an, they are recommendable. But there is an aspect then there uh, around once the relationship is strong enough that you are uh, personally invested in the success of, of this person to some extent, because if you're recommending them, it's because you want them to succeed. Sure. From my perspective, no, 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 like, there are two sides you're recommending them, if you're opening doors, if you're doing something there other are two than sides just providing advice or whatever, like you already feel like this person should succeed. I'm going to help them in that beyond sure. uh, giving them advice but, or But there are two sides whatever, to this. Right? Of course, there are two sides to this. That's what Mash was, was trying to say. One thing is, I want to help someone. Another thing is, I'm going to put my name behind the work that that person does. And that's a very different thing. So in order for me, because I can help this person giving advice uh, with low stakes, let's put it this way. 
But once I go out and recommend someone to another company, to another client or, or whatever, the stakes are much higher now, right? So, so in order for me to reach that level, I would need to have seen that work, that person working. I would need to be confident that person is competent to do the job. So it's not only just helping the person, but I have the confidence that that person can do an outstanding job with a good enough job the, for the, the level that, that you that is required for my recommendation. Right. So, so, so that, that is the other side to, to, to the, the story. So we, we need clo closing nearing towards the end of it. And I think we've kind of taken a bit for a tangent as well. Um, it's so the, the, there is a question around the personal aspect, right? So, you know, I think we talked a bit around the personal journey on mentors, but it'd be good for yourselves to, to know, to know a bit more about the personal mentors or not mentors that you've had and how, how that's helped you. Who wants to go? Okay. So I'll, I'll go first. Um, so, so I've, I've had this kind of philosophy for a while where, you know, you can listen to what everyone is saying. Yeah. So instead of doing that and living your life <laughs> terribly, uh, you should make a list. Yeah. And you make a list of the people that you're going to listen to. So every time that you, you know, you're getting some background noise, oh, maybe this should be different or whatever, then you find someone on that list that is relevant to what you uh, want to do, no? And uh, you go there and you ask for advice, you ask for, yeah. these people for me, I consider mentors in different areas of my life, not only professional, no? But, uh, but I have that. Um, you guys on that list for me, yeah. Uh, I also have uh, Carlos Iglesias, like or Carlos the Sailor. Uh, he used to be is one of the founders of a company that I worked for uh, some time ago. Uh, I met him through the Agile community and all of that, and uh, I learned a lot from him uh, in many many areas. So, um, so yeah. Uh, I don't think you'll, you'll see this, but, uh, so that, that's one. Um, yeah, other than that, a lot of the stuff, and this goes back to your top original topic, whether you need a mentor or not, because, you know, the internet is your mentor. A lot of other stuff I just read and tried to apply myself and then, you know, bump my head against the wall and then, you know, try to, so a lot of it was trial and error and learning from my own mistakes uh, and not so much having someone else uh, guide me. I think actually for the, for the mentorship part, uh, for the mentorship part, I kind of went later in my career than, you know, than at the beginning, I would say, because I was quite hard headed and, you know, young and uh, wanting to, <laughs> <laughs> fight the world and all of that yeah. so yeah yeah for, for me like i i probably can name three people uh in slightly different uh contexts and none of them were formal right so one is the one that i describe in my book that that one of the very early on in my career that this guy that everyone talked about that he was amazing manager and amazing developer and stuff and he ran the the, the one of the most the best team in the company and stuff and i did everything i could to to make sure that i could work for him and i described that story in the book so if people are interested you can read in there um but but working under him like i learned a lot of the um, his professionalism his dedication to the profession the amount of effort that he put in being great it, it was like something that i had never seen before i've never seen someone putting so much hours in just being great and all the conversations that he had with us in the team was always pushing us to to do best nothing was good enough of course he would give us a pat in the back every now and again just to keep the morale but like uh but he was always pushing and, and that was very uh very cool very motivating for me and 
of course that I, I had uh, someone that today works with us again it was a different stage in my career so so when I joined uh, when I came to the UK I joined Baltech and, and uh, Akbar is the, the person so at that stage that I was and the things that I wanted to learn uh, meeting for example Akbar Akbar was a source of knowledge that there are so many things that I wanted to learn that he knew and and that I wanted to be close. I wanted to work with him and Mesh, remember this story because I worked with Mesh first. And, and uh, so Mesh inspired me a lot as well because I learned a lot from Mesh. It was my first project at Valtech. So Mesh uh, shaped my career in many different ways and Akbar also. So at Valtech, working with that group of people where Mesh and Akbar were part of, they were informal mentors to me in a way. Um, so, and and then of course I have people like uh, a bit more uh, uh, well known, like like people like uh, Uncle Bob and things like that. People that I read their books, I read their whole body of knowledge and stuff. And then I uh, not only him, but a few others. But like with a few of them, I was able to get a bit closer than just reading their books or watching their talks and establish that more closer relationship was also something that something that was very rewarding to me because like I was striving to be as good as them because this is another thing with a mentor right so at least with some people like myself so I, I wanted to be part this is this is the thing like so the mentors they they not only inspired me in a way that I put them in a pedestal and I and I think that I was shit no on the contrary I wanted to be better than them. I wanted to be at the same level. I wanted to be able to sit down with them and contribute to those discussions. You know, like I so said, like, look, I want them to get value. So I would be satisfied the day that I take people that I admire by their knowledge and they have pleasure in having chats with me as well. And, and that, that, that gave me that extra motivation uh, to be better in what I was doing and, and having that kind of recognition from all those people either less known people or very well known people and and knowing that they have a pleasure just to sit down and have a chat for me that was uh quite uh motivational in a way thank you very much of course the feeling is mutual <laughs> <laughs> you had to say that because otherwise it would be like exactly. yeah, it would be, be, be very awkward if you it's, it's say like that. saying oh i love you and it's yeah. saying thank you okay actually i mean for, 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 for once i am being genuine because like from the very start, in fact, Akbar said to me, he said to me, like, how do you, because like Sandro, when he was young, he, he would like, he was like a dog with a bone, you know, he, he would, he would have an idea and that would be the idea and he would be like unshakable. And I remember, I don't know how much you remember Sandro, but you and I having these very long debates around, you know, I remember there was one time where there was, you were, a, I'm going to say, were, you were a big J2E fan. Oh, yeah. All oh, the, yeah. Also, Java server faces yeah, and all those yeah. kind of yeah. and, and having these big debates, like we would have debates for a, and I remember Akbar said to me, because once you, you became, he became your, your career manager, you said to me, how do you, how do you kind of have those, manage to have like, get him to convince him on something, because I can't convince him on anything. Yeah. How do you how, tame how do you him? I think that was his thing. How do you put up with those debates? Uh, but, you know, I, I think if, I don't know what kind of answer I gave him then, but the answer now would be that actually I was myself learning a hell of a lot, you know, kind of trying to, uh, I, I personally, I'm not the kind of person who gets involved in these kind of long debates, but actually it helped me a lot getting into those debates. And there was no, uh, you know, escape when we were always working together and having those conversations. So it was great. I think it, it also formed my, uh, a lot of my own way of thinking and so on. Yeah. Um, like I, I do, I actually do struggle, like, you know, kind of finding, and I, I was just trying to rack my brain on like what, and I was more, and I started more thinking about the books than the people. Although there is one, there's one or two people that I think that I almost follow their work, right? But the books that I, I think there were seminal, 
to us all, right? It's no news, like clean code by Bob Martin, uh, XP explained by Kent Beck. For both of them, I don't really follow them anymore, but those books to me still remain something that shaped me in many ways. Uh, the pragmatic programmer even before that shaped me, I think. And, uh, and, and the one that really kind of more recently, a few years back, really started clicking a lot of things in me was the craftsman by Richard Sennett. Uh, that, that book really just clicked so many things in me and I, I've read it over and over again. Um, but then I do actually follow a lot, like I'll, I do listen, uh, re listen to and watch everything that Rick Hickey does. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so maybe he's a mentor. And, uh, and there's another guy called Eric Normand. He, he was writing this book called Grokking Simplicity. And before he did that, he wrote, a, he basically did a lot of blogs and I would really recommend if anyone wants to, he just, he just would talk about certain things and that a lot of, most of just ideas and his own processes. And I think it, I, I felt that he thought very well and he did a lot of research around all um, computing papers and all sorts of things. And I felt that it was a rich source of learning for me. So like some podcasts, I actually listened to a podcast called uh, Developer T. And that's also like a more philosophical take on the soft, software developer. And I'd say like, you know, there's these or have also been my mentors, but like, I think the biggest mentor still remains of the other people that, that I work with. And I work with the three, two of you the most, I guess. <laughs> yeah, no, it's really good. It's really good to have this. This is what I would recommend as you are wrapping up. I recommend to everyone, try to surround yourself with people that, uh, inspire you that you you can have those kind of conversations that can challenge you i think that what you said mesh about uh, uh the debates that we had and that we still have like like this one is is like surrounding people that respectfully challenge you right so not not in a so they really are, are challenge you because they want to really go into the what would be the best approach here you know that they, they are trying to strive to find the best solution that the the best way of doing things and those things challenge you they they those, those those are the people that you want to be around yeah cool so all right i think close. we have come sorry yeah. go on jose no no time to close again yes yes so uh i mean these these can qualify as final thoughts but any other final thoughts that you may have <laughs> <laughs> there's always a risk to open a new conversation <laughs> exactly <laughs> that's why, that's why i'm closing it as i as i'm opening it. <laughs> then it would be like you don't have any more final thoughts you right? you <laughs> it's like you're not going to eat that donut right like <laughs> exactly. so yeah All right. so, Thanks yeah, let's, let's, let's close it. Right. And uh, right. again, if you um, enjoy this chat, like, enjoy this chat, etc. Like, subscribe, send us topics, and uh, yeah, uh, see you on the next one. See you next Thanks. time. Thank Thanks you, everyone. Thanks, everyone.